This is the Transformation Church weekly follow-up podcast. I am Justin Oswald. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Justin Oswald underscore. With me is Brad Livingston. Hey guys, what's going on? Uh, another week, another podcast, another sermon, another follow-up. So we, uh, man, we're super excited. Come off a good Mother's Day. Was good. Uh, it was. It was. It was great, man. It was good to be. Um, you know, traditionally for us, Mother's Day is not a good, not a good Sunday. Attendance wise. Um, attendance wise. Yes. So uh But that's probably common. Yeah, you know, um I think the older your church is, the better it is for you. Um, because the kids travel to the mom on Mother's Day usually. So having a young church, um, Mother's Day for us, usually like all our millennials and stuff, they go see mom wherever mom is and uh go to mom's church or whatever the case may be. Um but, you know, we've been growing in young families lately, which has been awesome. Uh, so the Lord has just been so faithful to bring in young families. Meanwhile, um, definitely keeping some of the, the wisdom um, of some of our uh, seasoned saints, you know, uh, and so they're here as well. And so we just saw a great influx of um, young families here this past Sunday. And then um, we even saw uh, some millennials that don't call TC home coming to see mom which was great so uh, all in all it was a uh, it was just a, a really good week yeah um, it was so. a, it was a lot of fun you know our team um here on our, our staff they really set up some nice things we had some photo booths and uh kind of took some of it outside a little bit into our little i don't know what you call it court i don't want to say courtyard yeah, but really you, know, courtyard. you know outside yeah and we kind of had like a photo area outside and you know before each service between the two services and, and and after um second and all that you know it was just uh people hanging out having a good time it was a lot of fun i had a good time yeah it was uh a good week man and uh it, it you know um yeah i i i mean i am uh it's so funny man after being in the retail world for <laughs> after being in the retail world for you know, 15, 16 years, um, you kind of become a Scrooge to a lot of holidays that are kind of overdone. You know what I mean? Like oh. Valentine's Day. Listen, uh, it doesn't have to take being in retail to be a Scrooge about holidays. <laughs> let me tell you. Uh, I'm not into all the holiday stuff. Right. right I love thang- I love Thanksgiving. Right. Um, and I love Christmas. I just, I don't love Christmas like most people love Christmas. Right, same, same way I love dogs. I so, love dogs, just not the way most people yeah. love them. You know, <laughs> uh, I moved, I've moved out of my parents' house, my dad's house. My mom lived uh, in another state, but, you know, like five days after high school. I've been out on my own since right before I turned 18. And um, I have never, in, since 2000, and, since June of 03, I have never had a holiday decoration of any type in my home. And I'm completely happy listen no christmas tree i don't put little pumpkins out for halloween or exactly yeah exactly see my mom so my mom talk about mother's day my mom like changes the decor yeah mine too. for everything mine too. Like, it, it, thanksgiving decor christmas took like yeah. the whole thing and here's the thing i'm not against it like sure. i'm not i'm not trying to advocate that everyone should come over to my side right, and do it my right, way right. i just I'm not married. I don't have kids. You know that would probably change some things. But you know, to me, to spend and my looking at how much decorations cost, I got to spend somewhere around a grand. Yeah. And then I got to store it. I'm out. I'm out. I mean, I'm just that's not. I'm out on that. It's a lot. It's a lot. You know. See, and I know people like it, so I'm not hating on on. I'm I'm not hating on that. And I go to my mom's on Thanksgiving usually every year, and um, she usually will have the because 
none of her or my stepdad, none of us or the kids live where my mom is. So when we go, she usually will put the Christmas tree up right at Thanksgiving or maybe the day while we're there or something. And I, I like it. Like, I like all that. I just don't have it in my house. So, right. and, I, and, I, and I'm cool with that. So, yeah, uh, everyone thinks I'm crazy, but I give my wife a hard time each year. I, you know, I'm like, babe, you know, what we order to do is get one of the, you know, like in the, the Chinese wall partition things that fold up. Yeah. You know what I mean? I yeah. was like, what we need to do is put our Christmas tree up and then put one of those around it. So you don't have to take it down. Exactly. You can leave it up yeah. here around and then, you know, whenever it's not Christmas, the little wall thing goes around it and it's all good. I'm just curious on how some of the traditions became, like, who was the first person to chop a tree down and drag it inside? That's it, a great question. And then, like, like it, it's weird when you think about the first time, like, the first person who did that, people probably thought they were, it's like the first person to ever give another person a hug. <laughs> you know, the recipient was probably like, this is weird. <laughs> like <you laughs> Physical know. contact, yeah. no thank but you. But who was the first person to cut a tree down and drag it in and then, like, decorate That's it with question. stuff? You know, so, um, not to get into all the pagan stuff and all. i mean we can go a whole nother so um but that's neither here nor there um yeah so yeah i i uh thanksgiving's my favorite um not to i'm just you know some of these holidays i feel like hallmark made them up you, you know <laughs> it's I, a money making it a is like thing, yeah. it, it really is but nonetheless we honor mothers just like soon we'll honor fathers sure um well, and I think that that I, it's okay, you know. I mean, I I'm totally fine with. It. I think it's and it's one of those things where culture creates expectations, and it is what it is, you know. I, I mean, I have my wife is a mother. I, I have a mother, so I mean, it you know, it's one of those things. It it uh, you know, I I had to go and uh, you know, went and got the the gifts and did the thing, and you know, um, it's one of those things growing up where you know my mom was always good about getting gifts from me to other people. Um, so I didn't have to do that. <laughs> and then my wife, yeah. uh, now, you know, now, now, yeah. now that I'm an adult, my wife does it. You know, Ashley's great. She'll go out, you know, if it's somebody's birthday, we're going to a birthday party tonight. Like she'll go buy the gift and it's from both of us. I don't even know what it is. Yeah. You know, half the time at Christmas when, when we're, when the little ones are, you know, my nieces and nephews and Jabin and stuff, when we're opening gifts with them, I just smile and nod. I don't know what, it, you know, like, Man. oh, thank you, Uncle Brad. Like, yeah, no problem. I don't, what did you get? I don't even know. I'm you know? the worst gift giver. Yeah. So, um, but Mother's Day, you know what I mean? Like, I that my wife gets the gifts that go, you know, to my mom or whatever. Um, but then my wife is a mother. So I have, you know, like there's, there is a, a few things where I have to be the one to go get it. And so, uh, you know, walking through Walmart and, target and all that stuff trying to trying yeah. to do it you know I, I i'm just the worst at that i called my yeah. mom i and here's the thing my mom my mom knows this really well um my mom's a card giver she loves like oh she'll call you oh you ought to stop by and get a card for your aunt and take a buy i'm like why would i do that you know um <laughs> you send her an email <laughs> I, i'm i'm anti yeah i'm anti cards and here's why um i don't feel they're personable right so like have you ever watched someone shop for a card Right, right. It's very fun people watching, especially in a woman that's sixty or over. Right, it's just fun because um, they really. Went, I don't know if it's a gender. I don't know. I'm anti card. Right, my mom knows it. I I don't do cards. Uh, if you give me a card, I'm the one. I will read it when I open it, but I also will throw it right in the trash in front of you. Like I'm that guy. Like what am I? How long? Like 
Yeah, how long do I got to keep this thing? You, <laughs> you know, gotta put it on fireplace. <laughs> yeah, like, until next year, yeah, and when I replace I it. If you have a mantle, that's a different. I don't have a mantle. If you have a right, mantle, right, maybe right, right, right. maybe you can put it on the the mantle no, for a you week. Can't. You no. know, but like I need like what is the social construct or the social norm of how long do you keep cards? I'm never if I keep them, I'm never gonna pull them out and read them again. Like, right. So I'm anti-card because it's like you open a card and it's like you think, oh, yeah, that's something I'd say. And you write your name. Like all you do is write your name on it. Maybe you write something else like happy birthday or I, whatever you write. I just don't do that. It, yeah. Yeah. So I, so I call my mom. I'm getting to I'm getting, okay. I, I said all that to say something. Um, I had to lay a foundation. I'm very bad at it. So I call my mom um, Sunday. I text her on my way to church because it was early. Then I said, I'll call you, you know, when I get out of church and stuff. And um. I told her, I said, hey, look, I didn't send a card, but when you come in, she's supposed to be coming in town in a couple of weeks, so we'll go to dinner. You know, like, to me, that's a gift. Not saying it, it's just spending time. She doesn't live here. My mom hasn't lived in the town I lived in since I was a freshman in high school, you know, so. Right. Um, that, that, to me, that speaks louder than a card. I just don't like cards. I'm anti-card. I'm going to throw it away. And my mom knows that. She still gets me cards. And she knows, like, cool, mom, thanks, but you know where, I know, you know where this is going. This is $5. <laughs> the price tag's on the back, even. They leave the price on the card. Have you looked at the back of a card? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it's tells you. So then you can compare. Well, he only spent $3.99, but she spent $6.99 on this nice card. Oh, no, boy. I, don't compare me with prices on cards. No. Oh, goodness. I'm out. I'm out. So, yeah. yeah. It was so funny, man. Me, uh, so we went to dinner. So my grandparents, my mom's parents were in town uh for mother's day and so we went to dinner so there's a you know we even sunday i talked about a couple of the things my mom does that we just pick on her about right. it's, it's hilarious um my mom is so much fun though she really is like if you're if someone's going to plan something um and you want to have a great time my mom's that person she just loves to have fun um but so we you know we're con- we pick on her all the time the other thing that my mom is is opinionated um and she wants to i'm not going to say she always wants her way because that's not necessarily true but she will uh if she doesn't want to do something she'll find creative ways to tell you that she doesn't want to do it to where it almost sounds like it's someone else's idea to not do it so for example sunday night um, my grandparents are in town i love asian food asian food is my favorite food period japanese vietnamese chinese doesn't matter dirty knees look at these (laughs) (laughs) like it's my favorite food so um so my grandparents are in town and my mom does this every time they're in town once a year her parents are in town um and she goes you know she'll say hey we're gonna go to dinner tonight we want you to go and i'm like okay you know like obviously my grand i want to spend time with them sure like i'll totally go where do you want to go eat not asian they don't like it i'm like okay so We'll pick somewhere else. But I'm like, I'm pretty sure they do like Asian. I'm pretty sure you just don't want to go to Asian. She don't want Asian food. Yeah. So she tells me they don't like Asian food just so we don't have to go. Inevitably, every year we end up wherever. And my grandpa goes, oh, I love Asian food. And I'm like, I look at my mom like, oh, okay. Yeah. You know? And so it happens this year. Except this year, I'm like, I'm pretty sure they do like Asian food. We can do that. She goes, they just don't want anything heavy. Like they don't want heavy food, you know, and I'm like, oh, okay, you know what I mean? We're not talking about buffet. I don't do buffets. I like Japanese food, Japanese steakhouses, yeah, I'm not big sushi, on that buff. kind of thing. Yeah, like yeah. that's, you know, that's where I want to go. And obviously that's going to be my first recommendation when she asked me. She's like, they don't want anything heavy. And I'm like, okay. So 
Uh, she said, so like Asian food is out. I'm like, of, co- of course it is. <laughs> exactly. The logic there, behind there's it. There's a lot m- more heavy than, a- so, than sushi. Uh, so we end up at O'Charlie's. Oh. Where yeah. my grandpa gets a bacon cheeseburger and my grandma gets a <laughs> deluxe chicken sandwich with avocado, bacon, cheese, like yeah. the whole thing. And I'm like, like it's about to be Nap City. Yeah, I'm yeah. looking at her like, because getting rice, chicken, and vegetables yeah. at an Asian restaurant is just too heavy compared to this gigantic cheeseburger that my grandpa like devoured. I'm like looking at my mom. So it just a testament to her being like, you know, they don't want this. It's like, That's no, hilarious. you don't want this. Yeah. Like, don't pawn this off on them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So your grandma wants you to come, but they don't want this. Yeah. yeah. So it's like my mom. Uh, Getting her way, but it was Mother's Day, so you know, obviously, well, yeah, she can have whatever. So, yeah, like you don't want to eat at O'Charlie's, too. I mean, come on, yeah, like, yeah. But okay. I will say, I'm not trying to put O'Charlie's down on the podcast, but they have changed a lot over there and they're playing games. Because, first of all, you know how these have those big, fluffy rolls? I do, yeah. Now they're a, they're about a quarter of the size they used to be, they're like this big. Oh, no, they're tripping and they're real dense, they're not fluffy. Oh, no, 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 yeah. We're gonna like, have to go over there and investigate, it, yeah. I was, and then. So, not now that we're here, I'm going to talk about Let's it. Let's talk about it. So, I was, I went in. I love their chicken tenders. Oh, they got good honey mustard. Uh, their honey mustard is the yeah, jam, okay. right? So, I went in for the chicken tenders, but I also wanted some ribs. So, on the menu, chicken tenders and ribs. I was like, okay. Like, you know. Um, and so, I was reading the description. It was like a, <laughs> it said a half order of chicken tenders and a half rack of ribs. And I was like. That sounds good. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, this perfect. is that's right where I want to be. Yeah, I would. These fools brought out three ribs. Now I don't know on what planet a half a rack is three, but they're playing games, and I'm not up for it. Three ribs. Three ribs, half a rack. Okay. And like what? One chicken finger. Two. <laughs> Two chicken tenders and three ribs, and then a whole bunch of fries. I'm like, listen, I know what y'all doing. Y'all think I'm gonna fill up on these fries and forget that y'all skimp me on chicken tenders and ribs? See. We have to use this platform to call these restaurants out. That's right. They got to hold them accountable. Because if I'm gonna give shout out to all the ones doing good, yeah, we got to talk about the bad. I'm gonna call. You know what I mean? Yeah, we're so. gonna we're gonna have to uh, link them. We're gonna have to tag, t- yeah, tag, have them, to on tag them on Twitter with this podcast. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tweet them. So, but anyways, but we got to be careful if we try to roast Wendy's because Wendy's on Twitter <laughs> Bro, Wendy's will roast a- you back. <laughs> Wendy's a clap back on yeah, Twitter. Whoever's running the Twitter at Wendy's. Is, is a, a genius, genius. And, yeah, and they and they allow it, which is makes it even better. Oh yeah, corporate's yeah. like, now nah, we're gonna roll with yeah, this for a little bit. It was genius. So, uh, yeah. Anyways, I, I don't. I love it. But anyways, let's get into Mother's Day, man. We uh, Mother's Mother's Day Sunday was a great day, and and we we got to talk about moms uh, a little bit, and and after uh, you know we read off some great examples of mothers in the Bible. So there was like Sarah, Hagar, Rebecca, Jochebed, um, Naomi, Ruth, Hannah, Elizabeth. Mary, um, Samson's mother was one we talked about very briefly. And we just talked about different moms that I think that different people in our congregation can connect to. Um, and then we gave a few, uh, words of encouragement to the moms. Um, you know, which is just to remember that what they're doing today and each day, you know, makes a different difference in eternity, uh, embrace the current time as you prepare for different chapters and, and moms out there, but I, and I think this is just people in general. You know, we we were mom specific on Sunday because it was Mother's Day, but I think anyone can take this some of this stuff. I mean, embrace your current time as you prepare for different chapters. You know, there's going to come a, a chapter, moms dealing with children, but just people in life. You know, there's going to be 
there's going to come a day where you wish you could go back to today, you know, and do that's something always, different. That, that's true. That's and, very true. And so, uh, you know, embrace the current time as you prepare for different chapters in life. Um, remember all those mundane things will never be repeated, you know, especially for moms. Like you're never going to get to wipe Johnny's nose again on that day. You know what I mean? Like in other words, there's a, there's a counting clock on how often you're going to get to do the things that you do. So, uh, glorify God in, in the mundane things. Um, and then we told him, you know, re- reminded the moms that Jesus is bigger than the kids. You know, a lot of times we focus on, uh, our kids and, and we, and we say so focused on our kids, um, that we, we don't remember that at some point our kids are going to grow up. Our kids are going to leave the house. Our kids are going to go somewhere, you know, they're going to go to college. They're going to whatever. Um, and we have to trust at some point we have to trust that everything we poured into our kids is going to be what carries them because we can't be there all the time. And so mm-hmm. at some point faith comes in that everything we've taught our kids and, and our parents have taught us um, that everything that has been poured into the lives of the kids from the parents is going to carry them through at their life. You know, you're not going to be there forever. And you can't mother hen a, a 35 year old. Like you gotta, <laughs> you gotta cut them loose. Yeah, you know some I mean? some try. That's for sure. Oh, they do, and it's you know it's it's one of the things where it's like if you if you're trying to helicopter parent a 35 year old where you keep hovering over him and dropping in on him, you know if you if you're trying to do that to a 30, uh, 32, 33, 35 year old, um, you know you've already missed the boat. You know you gotta you gotta let them live. Gotta let them. So and in some places you gotta let them make mistakes. You know, um, I'm encouraged by some by some moms who give their kid the boot. Like, you got to get out of here. You know, I'm, it's not, I'm not saying I don't love you. As a matter of fact, I love you so much, I'm not going to let you live in my house till you're 35. You know what I mean? Or, um, And I, I think 35 is even late, honestly. You know, <laughs> like yeah, 20, 25. I, I, obviously, but, those extenuating circumstances. Sure, you know, Something yeah, yeah. happens. But, yeah, I mean, 20, 25, I think, is the latest. And there needs you need to be... You need to be in college, probably going for a master's or something. You know, in my opinion, other than that, you need to you need to get a you know you need to you need to do something. I mean, yeah. By God, I did it at seven. I was seventeen still. You know, yeah. And in college, now I had some help the first year or so. I I had some help from my dad, um, but not much, not not a lot. You know, I used scholarship funds and things like that, and and I worked. Yeah. You know, and that that's the thing, and um. I, I don't know. I, I think I don't know. Yeah. I think I, there's a there's a you're right, there's a point that needs that you need to you need to do something, you need to figure it out. Um and, and go to work and, and I do think sometimes parents can uh can hinder things like the the the, the idea of not a lot they don't want their kids to get a job because they want them to quote unquote focus on school like college. Um, you know, Rachel Cruz, it's Dave Ramsey's daughter. She travels and she's part of the Dave Ramsey organization and all that. But the data simply doesn't support that. Right. In fact, the data shows that kids that, that are full-time students that have jobs actually do better in school. That's what the data shows. Cause it actually teaches them crazy things like responsibility and, That's just and, and all these things. Um, so the idea that we don't want our kid to go to school, we want them to, f- or, um, to get a job, we want them to focus on school, that uh, the data doesn't support the idea of what you're saying, you right. know, and, and your, your child should go get a job and let them help pay for some of their school and things like that, you know, cause, cause if they're not working, chances are on, they're taking on student loan debt and that's ludicrous. Um, 
So not to get off on a whole tangent, but yeah, yeah. at some point, man, you, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta. It's like it's like birds, like eagles. You know, at some point, the the babies start getting to a certain certain age. Um, you know, the the they pull out the the soft stuff in that nest, and it's thorns and prickly well, yeah. things, and yeah, force them babies out. And I go back to I go back to the conversation we've had even on this podcast, and we've talked about before, like all all adults for the most part, you know, Gen Y. The generation before us, is that Gen Y? Gen X. Gen Gen X before us. Okay, so like our parents. So oh, your parents. Our parents boomers, are probably boomers. Boomers. Gen, and and then yeah. there's probably some Gen Xers that Gen have Xers. some some younger millennials into the Gen, Gen okay. Z. But yeah. So boomers into the Gen X era, right? A lot of them, their complaint about millennials is lazy, entitled, all those things. They're also the ones letting their kids live on the couch till they're 35. Listen, mom, kick the kid out of the house. Like, I'm not telling you how to raise your kid. What I am telling you is if you're going to be a complainer about this current generation, but you're also going to be enabling your kid to be part of this current generation's problem, then uh, you can't complain about it. So, uh, but at the same time, listen, uh, moms, we got to help these kids grow up. You know, I, I respect my mom and my dad. You know, I respect my dad for the way he raised us. I respect my mom for the way she cared for us and respected the way my dad raised us um, and supported him as the mother of the home. And he is the father of the home. So I, I, I really appreciate that. But man, in our house, um, like I think it was 20, 19 or 20. If you continue to stay at the house, you were paying rent hundred dollars a week. Is what you pay to live at my parents' house. Yeah. Like, you can stay here if you want to, but it's not any cheaper. You know, go get a house, you know. And, uh, you know, I uh, <clears throat> I did that until 21, 22. Um, you know, and that was, uh, you know, Tommy did that for about the same time. He went out and bought a house. You know what I mean? But, I mean, that's just a reflection of, like, don't give your kid the option to live for free somewhere because that's not what life is going to be. And not to be, you know, spend the whole time on a podcast talking about that, but I just want to encourage you moms out there. You're not going to be able to protect your kid forever. So you, you no. need to empower them and you also need to trust that God's going to carry them. If you raise them up, you know, to, to love the Lord and you showed them what, you know, godly parenting looks like. You got to trust that at some point and let the kid go and just know that you did what you could do. That's it. Yeah. And, and I think that that it's a, it's not like a test, but you, I don't know. I think back to like personally, I think we, and we've talked on even on the podcast before. I think you were parented pretty well. And I, I believe I was parented well. Um, and I come from uh, parents that divorced when I was fairly young. You know, it's, it's man, you really see you, you, you know, when I was young, before I got into full-time ministry, even into the church, um, you know, good jobs and things like that. And, um, yeah, being young and kind of stupid, you, you there's some ego attached to that. Like you did something, but really looking back, I mean that's a testament to to the parenting that I think I had. You know, um, and and I think it's the same. Is like, is there things that my mom or dad would have had me would have me had done differently? Probably, of course. Um, but they they you know along the way they instilled things into us. Um, and you know, eighteen, I'm I'm on my own, and and you that's what you know. You rely on that, you know, and. Um, I think it turned out, I think I turned out pretty well in that, in that regard. Same for my brother. I like um, you. Yeah. yeah so that, <laughs> they, they, that's a plus. Um, you know, so same for, and same for my brother. So, um, yeah, I, I think that it's, you, you, you raise them up along the way. Um, and then you let them go and see what happens. Yeah. 
hundred percent. So it's, it's, sometimes people are just kind of. I could have been a screw up. Sure. It, 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 you know, it's like it's like my. I look at my dad's family. Uh, him and his brothers and sisters. Like there's six of them. Some of the, some of my dad's brothers half turned out pretty good. The other half kind of turned out a screw up. So let's be real. You know, I've, yeah. I've, I've I had some uncles that um struggled with with some addiction and in and out of jail and prison and things like that. And my dad and one of his brothers and one of his sisters didn't. Same parenting, same structure, same parenting model. Everything was the same. Um, just you know. Mm-hmm. So how do you explain that? I don't know that you can. Well, that's why I, I can't. I think part of that just goes back again. You know, surrendering your kids to the Lord. You know, and you know, moms uh, and parents. Period. But you know, moms, you got to surrender your kid to the Lord. You, you know, and I think what does that really for a lot of parents um, is when you realize when situations and circumstances take place where you're not in control, like you genuinely don't have control, you realize how much you just have to trust the Lord. I think about us with Jabin. I mean, yeah. Jabin's only five, right, you know, but right. I think about us with Jabin, like because of our situation, because the Lord has put us in a situation where we genuinely have to trust him um, and know that Jesus is bigger than Jabin. Um, because of that, even at five years old, we're learning something that I think a lot of parents don't learn when their kids are 25 years old, which is that God is in complete control of this whole thing, and we're going to raise him up to uh, to know who Jesus is. We're gonna. I was reading the Bible to him this morning. You know what I mean? Like when when I do my morning devotion and my morning Bible study, like I read it to him at five years old with special needs, not knowing how much he's absorbing as far as retention. But you know what, man? Like yeah. that's the I my the outcome is not what matters. You know, we think the outcome is on us. No, the outcome's on the Lord obedience is what matters Mm -hmm. so as parents we're to be obedient um in doing what the lord has called us to do as parents we're not responsible for the outcome that's right and so we have to remember that but uh anyways so we talked about the model mother on sunday the model mother and what the model mother does and what she looks like um and i think this can be for both parents and honestly i think this goes beyond moms i think this is just if you're going to be the model christ follower a model disciple um, I think all of these points are just as applicable, honestly. Sure. Um, but again, Mother's Day, like it was Mother's Day. So we talk about moms. But Absolutely. I think this is if you, you know, if you're a 22 year old guy out there, like replace the she and the mom portion um, with you. And I promise you all this will still make sense. That's the thing with the Bible. That's the thing with scripture. It's pretty crazy, right? <laughs> Yeah. So let's get into it, J.O., the, the model mother. The model mother, number one, she glorifies God in all situations. Glorifies God in all situations. You know, sometimes we think that we're only glorifying God. Sometimes we think we're only walking on the Christian journey when we're being intentional about what we're doing. So like when I'm serving at church, I'm glorifying God. You know, when I'm preaching, I'm glorifying. When I'm leading worship, you know, when I'm teaching a Sunday school class, when I'm serving on the dream team, I'm glorifying God. But we have to realize that it's far deeper than that. Like we're actually glorifying God Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, when we wake yeah. up, when, you know what I mean? Like when you're when, by yourself. When we're yeah. by ourselves. Yeah. Like all, we need to be glorifying God in all situations. Um, we need to glorify God when no one's watching. Exactly. I mean, you know, we need to, all these things matter. We looked at Titus 2, 7 through 8, um, and it says, In everything, set them an example by doing what is good. In your teaching, show integrity seriousness and soundness of speech that cannot be condemned. And I think that's huge, man. Like moms, people, period, you know, from this point forward, we're just going to say people, you know, we as believers, we have to show integrity. Um, and we have to know 
the times of seriousness and have soundness of speech that can't be condemned. Um, and I think that's huge because, you know, we're, we're talking about a, an era where integrity is low in culture. You know what I mean? Anyone can do anything. You know, how do I feel today? That's how I want to be. So mm-hmm. I think that's huge. Um, and then just soundness of speech, you know, seriousness and, and all those things, especially, you know, we talked about my, I talked about my mom on Sunday. I mean, my, my mom loves to have a blast. Like she just loves to have fun, you know, and uh, I'm the same way. I love to have a good time. My dad is a uh, quite a bit more serious, you know, pastor Dan is, you know, he's kind of the serious guy, you know, always kind of business mode. Um, he does like to cut up quite a bit. You know, when you think, you know, I think back to growing up, we were on the boat and stuff. He loves to have a good time, but he's more in business mode more often, you know, um, but my mom, because she was always having a good time because she was always laughing, she was always cutting up. When she did want to have a serious conversation, you knew you'd better listen because it mm-hmm. meant something. Yeah, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, and so that was always that was always key. So, um, yeah, integrity and seriousness, soundness of speech, uh, those things are huge. But glorifying God with all that we do um, and having integrity in all that we do, you know, and seriousness in all that we do, being focused on all that we do, it's huge. It's big. It's huge. Huge. So then number two, we talked about moms. We said that. She is full of love. Full of love. Um, you know, and Colossians 3 says, you must close yourselves with tenderhearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Um, and man, we really talked about um, moms and people. And as believers, we need to show mercy. We need to show kindness and humility, gentleness, patience. You know, uh, we need to be ready to do all those things. Why? Because above all, we need to close ourselves with love, which binds us. It says them all together in perfect harmony. Going back to Colossians three, so it binds us all together in perfect harmony. Love is going to do that, um, and so we need to recognize that she is full of love. As believers, we need to be full of love. We need to constantly mm-hmm. be showing that. Um, you know, and the, and, which is huge in, in showing mercy you know we even talking about mercy like not not giving people what they deserve you know like some the people are going to cross you like people are going to do you dirty you know what i mean like oh yeah how many times have moms told us don't do those things or raised us to be us and we defied what they said anyways you know <laughs> and it's <laughs> like they how many times my mom shown me mercy you know a lot you know and so that's huge you know huge that we recognize um that she is full of love yeah, even yeah. in even in things like discipline and all that, I mean, that's all out of love. You know, right. kids, kid, a kid doesn't necessarily realize that at the time or understand that, but you know, that's why you're in troubles because ultimately she she loves you and she's protecting you or whatever. Yeah, no, hundred percent. So, and then number three, number three, she is not anxious. She is not anxious. Uh, and that's a tough one. And you can always hear all the moms in the sanctuary on Sunday. Like, yeah, okay. (laughs) Yeah. That's a, that one's a doozy. Yeah. But Philippians four says, do not be anxious about anything. Um, and it says, but in every situation by prayer and petition with Thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God, which transcends, which surpasses, all your understanding will guard your hearts and your mind in Christ. And we talked about that, man. We talked about moms, like, you know, like, listen, your kids are going to do stupid stuff, you know, but even going back to just believers in general, like life is going to throw you curveballs. Like life is going to constantly uh, go different routes than you thought it would. Like life is never going to be what you planned. Um, there's always going to be something else that's happening in your life. Like it's going to, so, and, and so 
we constantly let anxiety set in. And I'm not talking about like a medical type of anxiety. That's not really what I'm talking about. Um, I think there's chemical stuff that happens in, yeah. in some people's minds and stuff where um, they can't really control as much of the anxiety. I think it's more about the people that are just constant warriors. Um, and so, man, we need to, we have to at some point realize that being anxious, like we need just, we need to like calm, you know, calm down. So absolutely. Then number four, number four, she is never surprised by sin. Never surprised by sin. I love this. I was reading or I was watching a, uh, a deal from John Piper and he was talking about, I even talked about a Sunday, uh, where he was going to meet his son. His son had kind of messed up and. And he told his son, he said, you know, son, I'll never be surprised when you sin. And, uh, and he said, because we're all sinful people. And man, I think that, you know, sometimes we set the bar too high for our kids. Um, you know, you know, moms, dads, parents. Um, but honestly, this is just about people with people. So yes, it, it has to do with moms with their kids. But honestly, um, I think this is just people dealing with other people Mm -hmm. is we have to lower our expectations of the people around us. Like we hold people to impossibly high expectations sometimes, you know, to think that no one is ever going to offend us, you know, to think like it's insane. Well, not only that is, I think we hold other people to a standard that's, that's really high, but we expect others to give us grace. Right. You know? Yeah. And it goes back to a saying that I think we've said on the podcast before where we, we judge, people by their actions but we judge ourselves by our intentions right you know what i mean like well you know i didn't i didn't mean to hurt your feelings yeah but you did hurt someone's feelings but then when someone offends you you get all like up in arms about it it's like well yeah like we have to recognize like people aren't always gonna uh you know do the right thing they're not always gonna do what you expect them to do they're not always gonna do what they said they were gonna do like how about that one you know what what you what you think they should do just true you know yeah a lot of times it's you know, we're just, maybe it's partly the American in us, you know, is, is this selfishness and things like that. You know, you want it your way. Sure. That's Burger King, Burger King life. Have you know? it your way. You know, that would be awesome. Yeah. You know, if it worked that way, but, you know, it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? it's, not, so, it's not really the way it works. Nah, yeah. No. no. So uh, she's never surprised by sin. Um, you know, we talked about. Uh, James, uh, we looked at James 1, 2, and 3. When troubles of any kind come your way, consider an opportunity for great joy, for you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. Uh, and we talked about for moms uh, in reference to raising kids, but again, going back to just believers in general, that as we are trusting the Lord and as we're walking out this life of faith with Jesus, um, that we're going to come up against something today. And as we are, our faith is tested, we're going to find out as the Lord carries us through today that his grace is going to make up the difference where we run out. And in other words, our faith comes to a certain point. We believe that the Lord is going to carry us through. Um, and then in grace and mercy, he does carry us through. Mm-hmm. And what that does is it, it deepens our endurance so that next time he has to carry us through, we have even more faith that he's going to do that. Um, and he tests us even more and our endurance is higher. Therefore, we're able to uh, hold on longer. But then even then in grace and mercy, he shows us that we still need him. But our endurance is higher. And then that carries us to the next season. And in each season of life, we're in a constant state 
of our endurance being increased because our faith is being tested. Yeah. Um, and so when and we refer to mothers with kids on Sunday, but again, just believers in general, I mean, anyone out there that's listening, your faith is going to be tested today and your endurance is going to be heightened so that you can trust God tomorrow in even a greater measure. And then even that faith is going to be tested and that endurance is going to be increased so that the next day, when an even bigger challenge comes your way, when an even bigger obstacle comes your way, uh, when you have to rely on the Lord even more so, like your endurance is even heightened in preparation for that. And we're in a constant state of that where God is wanting to increase our faith in him. Yeah. Um, and then even when we get to a point where we're like, we think that the Lord has maybe has failed us or didn't hear our prayer, you know, he comes through in the way that he needs to come through to accomplish his perfect will in our life. And so he's always so faithful to do that, um, which is huge. You know, it's awesome. So, awesome. and then number five. She is a reflection of Jesus. She is a reflection of Jesus. And so we talked about, you know, we're talking about the model mother. And I shared the story on Sunday uh, where I said that, uh, you know, there was a pastor and he was preaching at this big conference. There's thousands of people there. And he got done preaching and everyone was telling him how good of a job he did. And they're saying, you know, you're a model preacher. You're a model preacher. And he, he comes home, tells his wife. You know, baby, they said that I was the model preacher, the model mm-hmm. preacher. And she just started laughing. And uh, he said, why are you laughing? She said, have you ever looked up the definition of the word model? Mm-hmm. And he said, no. And she said, it's a small replica of the real thing. And uh, <laughs> obviously that brought him back down yeah. to earth real quickly. Uh, but in this particular case, I think that it applies. You know what I mean? That, uh, you know, we all moms, dads, people, believers, we should all be a replica of the real thing, which is Jesus. You know, as believers, you know, we should show grace how Jesus showed grace. You know, we should show mercy yep. how Jesus showed mercy. We should uh, we should strive for joy. And we even named off some of the fruits of the Spirit um, in Galatians. That is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Uh, those are all the fruits of this Holy Spirit which are in our life. Because when Jesus left, he said, I have to leave, but I'm going to send the Holy Spirit um, because he can be with you always where I can only be in one place. When you know, Jesus says that as he's as he's leaving. So the Holy Spirit in us produces love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control because um, because the Holy Spirit is there. And so as we're a reflection of Jesus, we should constantly be showing the love of Jesus by extending grace and mercy. We should be giving the joy of Jesus. You may not always be happy, but you can have joy. Mm-hmm. You know, um, that's the truth. We should always be extending the peace of Jesus. You know what I mean? We, we shouldn't be creating confrontation. We should be settling it. We should bring, you know, we should be bringing resolution, um, not more confrontation. You know, we should be bringing peace, having patience, especially moms out there. You know, moms have patience with their little ones, man. And, and, uh, I think that, you know, seeing, patience you know uh, we had a guy in the church tell me one time he said i, I don't punish my kids I, he said i punish my children for being disobedient but i don't punish my children for being childish and i was like wow like there's a you know <laughs> how many times are parents just freaking out on their kids for just being childish like doing yeah they're, they're kids yeah they're four like let them be four you know i see some parents disciplining their four-year-old more than i see some parents disciplining their 24-year-old Moving on. So, anyways, all that to say, like, man, the twenty-four-year-old still lives at home. Yeah, exactly. Nah, not the one. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so you're about to discipline me. <laughs> <laughs> but the patience and kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, 
um, and self-control. Self-control. All of those being a reflection of Jesus, all of those being what we should be striving for um, as believers. And so we constantly are at a state where, um, you know, moms reflecting Christ and being a model of Christ, but just believers in general. Like I said, we focus on mothers because it's Mother's Day, but we're really just talking about people. You know, if, if you're a believer, you should be reflecting Christ, the love of Christ, you know, not having the anxiousness of the world, but being settled in on who Jesus is and glorifying God and everything we do. Those things are huge. You know, we, we underestimate what those things are for us and to us. So absolutely. Um, so yeah, man, that was, a uh, that was, what we talked about on Sunday. You know, it was a, uh, it was a simple message but it was a basic message um to moms to encourage them um that you know sometimes i know moms get caught up with you know the dishes and the laundry and the toys under the couch and you know (laughs) all those things you know and uh kind of bringing it back to center that what moms what you do is so important uh what you do matters and we love you um the best thing that you can do for your child mom is point them to jesus you know, don't force religion down their throat. Um, point them to Jesus. Show them love. Show them joy. Show them peace. Um, and, and introduce them to Jesus by the characteristics of the Holy Spirit and the fruit of the Holy Spirit. And and that's, that's going to be the way that you raise them the best. Absolutely. I promise. And uh, so we love all you guys, man. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Another week uh, for the TC Weekly Follow-Up Podcast. Uh, Justin, tell them where we can find us. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Justin Oswald underscore. Brad, you're at the same same place. Same at- Scott. Uh, same Scott. Same spot. <laughs> uh, you guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Brad Livingston underscore. Yep. Um, and then, uh, man, we would love it if you guys would subscribe to our podcast. So if you slip, if you click subscribe, you'll get all of our sermons, all of our weekly follow up podcasts. Uh, you'll get all of those. Um, each week you'll get a notification they'll land on your doorstep Justin tell them where they can find the church any the information yeah the uh, Transformation Church you can uh, find more information at transformationchurch.com we're also on Instagram and Facebook at Transformation Pensacola you can also uh, send us questions and or comments um, you can you can email um, follow up at transformationchurch.com or you can send me or Brad a tweet and uh, if your question's not lame uh, maybe, not lame. maybe it'll end up and we'll talk about it on the podcast. There you go. Um, but surely none of your questions will be lame, so we're not worried about that. So, uh, yeah, we would love to hear from you guys. We appreciate uh, all the support. And, um, yeah, make sure you share this on your on your social media and uh, help us spread the word. We, we appreciate it. Yeah, guys, share it on Facebook, share it on Twitter, share it on Instagram, the whole nine. Justin and myself will be posting about it on Facebook. So we appreciate you guys tuning in for another week at the TC Weekly Follow-Up Podcast. We'll catch you guys next week. See you guys.